0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Uncorked Corner podcast. Today, I'm here with my co-host, Nick, for a one-on-one episode. We don't have a guest today, so we're excited to jump into talking about everything that we've been doing in our kitchen. So Nick, why don't you kick us off since this is a topic that you have just been waiting to talk about?
1: All right. So if you've been listening to the podcast, I've never uh, been short on mentioning this, I am a spice fanatic, a hot sauce junkie, um, and I go through bottles of it every week. So I decided to try my hand making my own hot sauce recently, and uh, I started off. I figured one of my favorite hot sauces. If you, you know, are into some of the artisan, some of the different hot sauces and things, you'll know that all the different peppers give off different flavors, different ingredients. Some are sweeter, some are spicier. You know, some are both. Um, one of my favorites is always a nice sweet habanero hot sauce. Uh, if a popular one that you can find at most supermarkets, if you're looking for something kind of similar, uh, would be the sweet habanero from Cholula. That's a really good example of a commercial one that has that flavor that I'm talking about that you can get uh, pretty much anywhere. Uh, and they also have one this chili garlic. So the one that I made was kind of a hybrid of those two because those are two of my favorites that you can get on a commercial scene there. Um, so the one that I made has sweet habanero peppers. Um, I used orange habaneros. Uh, you could also use red. I don't think it will affect the flavor at all, but it will affect how it looks. So mine's definitely a lighter orange color. Uh, there were 20 cloves of garlic. I used about 10 habanero peppers, four cups of white distilled vinegar, and then, uh, believe it was a teaspoon of salt that went into that and three teaspoons of Worcestershire sauce. And I hope I said that right, because I probably didn't. But Was this
0: your own recipe, or was this a recipe that you followed?
1: This is a recipe that I followed from chilipeppermadness.com. Sounds Uh, legit. I believe that was the name of it, but they have uh, all different hot sauce recipes, and they have, you know, this was one of their easier ones that I found, it fit the bill of the flavors I was looking for. It did... Create many, many pepper fumes in my apartment. My girlfriend ended up leaving the room crying because the pepper was so bad in the room. It wasn't too bad for me.
0: I can relate. Uh, but I
1: guess while you're working out and you're heaving and puffing and uh, you're sucking in a bunch of that, those fumes is probably a lot worse than just standing in the kitchen working with it. So basically, what I did was I roasted the peppers in the oven. It was like 425. I did it for about, ooh, about fifteen to seventeen minutes, they were in the oven, uh, following their recipe. I ended up having to pull them out. They were a little bit overdone for what I was looking for, uh, but you know, I pulled them out. They still worked. Boiled up the, uh, or I should say, chopped up. All right, there's onion too. I chopped up all the onion and garlic, threw them in the pot, you know, simmered them up, get them nice and aromatic, as people like to say. And then I added the other liquid ingredients, sauteed it, uh, boiled it, or brought it to a boil, then simmered it for 20 minutes. Then the peppers went in for another five minutes after that. Then it all went into a blender, got blended up, the beautiful ninja blender that Bianca gave me. Um, (laughs) And uh, then I threw it all back in the pot, simmered again, kind of cooked it down a little bit so it was the right texture. And it came out absolutely delicious. It made three and a half cups worth of hot sauce. I measured it out um, using, you know, standard glass Pyrex. And I am about a third of the way through that. And I made it on Sunday.
0: That's a little concerning. (laughs) I will say though, chili pepper madness is also the guy that I got my pickled jalapenos from. So Ah. we might have to do a little roundup of his recipes because I've definitely done a few of them.
1: Wow, yeah, once we uh try a few more maybe. Maybe we could try to get them on here too.
0: And I can relate to Alex because I for everybody who has never cut into hot peppers without gloves on. Never cut peppers without gloves on. I learned this the hard way. I thought I was going to be fine. I didn't think anything of it. They didn't smell too spicy. They definitely were spicy because I did try a few. I was scraping the insides of the peppers out with my bare hands. And I had absolute terrible burning fingers under my fingernails. I tried everything. I tried the milk. I tried the dish soap. Tried the silver stainless bar. I tried so many things. And it took almost a full week to fully get rid of the awful feeling in my fingers. It was when, when Paul walked in, the kitchen must have smelled so strong like pepper. It was like you would have thought he walked into a wall. Like, I couldn't believe his face. It was hilarious. But um, it's a great prank to pull on someone if, if you're if they don't like spicy stuff. You just make a salsa or pickle some spicy peppers and let them walk in the house.
1: <laughs> seems more like torture than a prank <laughs> on display. That's so taking it a little far. Um, it's an
0: ambiance. I mean, it's its own hot and spicy, you know.
1: What you didn't mention is how they turned out. Have you gotten to eat them yet? Or how long do they have to sit in the, you know, that pickling juice? Oh, yeah. you do that. Yeah.
0: The spicy peppers, we actually, uh, the really hot ones, once you pickle them, they're not as hot. We tried a couple. They are definitely still spicy, but they're not nearly as spicy as they are when you first, you know, try them raw because they have sugar and vinegar and all different other things mixed into the pickling spice. And it absorbs some of that water too. Uh, But also the pickled, we've been pickling like crazy over here for anyone who follows us on Instagram, you've seen our pickling jars. We have pickled real pickles. So we've done pickles. We've done sweet, sweet onions, which are so good. And we've also done the, um, sweet peppers which are my absolute favorite they're incredible in sandwiches uh, by themselves really on any dish we put them on calamari they were
1: what are you referring to like a yellow like pepperoncini or like a banana pepper like an italian one
0: no those are different you buy the they sell like a mixed bag with like the three red orange and yellow peppers they're called like sweeties or something like that are they
1: like this big
0: they're like yeah, little nugget peppers. A little bigger They're than funny. a quarter,
1: kind of wrinkly looking.
0: No, no, those are the spicy ones, I think. I've, those i those are
1: habaneros. That's no, it.
0: those were in our hot peppers. Got it. The sweet peppers are different. And I I'll didn't put, know
1: I've never heard of a sweet pepper.
0: All right, I guess we're doing a we're doing a blog on peppers then because I think- gonna have to deep dive got to get into this pickling stuff it's it's so good my uh, last
1: run-in with pickled peppers was eating basically a whole jar of pickled jalapenos on the way to our vermont trip and i had a bad run-in on the side of the road after that so i gotta stay away from the pickled peppers a while It gets dangerous but
0: i mean eating a whole jar is a little over the top <laughs> but then again so is eating a third of your freshly made hot sauce in a day so you know
1: that's fine i've been completely you've
0: Just the uh, pickling pickling purposes though, um, you got to get the mason jars, you got to get just white vinegar, definitely an affordable hobby. Uh, it's also a very tasty one. And I would say our absolute favorite so far is the pickled red onions. We put them on everything like everything. And the pickled jalapenos are great, that's chili pepper madness. He's my guy, I got my recipe there. Um, but the pickled red onions absolutely outstanding we put them on everything
1: did you put the pickled red onions on your tacos that you made the other night
0: i put them on tacos i actually put fresh red onion on my tacos last night but paul used the pickled red onions because he loves them so that's
1: that's the tradition whenever you go to a mexican restaurant i feel they always throw those on the tacos that i get yeah they're pretty much good on anything. yeah
0: but we've been uh Outside of pickling, I mean, again, anyone who's seeing our stuff, we're making all sorts of things. I think I was trying to do that dry January, so I haven't been drinking as much. So I've just been eating and overcompensating in that department. So, you know,
1: I've got <laughs> my uh,
0: lots of new hobbies.
1: I've got my Aero Garden going. The mini jalapenos are really coming along. They're popping up. They're starting to sprout uh, hopefully pretty soon you know, in a few months, we'll have some good peppers that we can uh, eat and start trying to pickle or turn into some more good hot sauces. So I'm excited for that. Definitely a lot of peppers in my future, along with my bonsai trees and basil and mint. <laughs> so uh, turning this apartment pretty green pretty soon. So excited for that. Uh, so outside of hot sauces and peppers and things, I know there's another Little uh, foray in the kitchen that we've both gotten into and have experience with recently, and that's making bread. Now, I'll be honest, I've been slacking. I went like a week and a half hard. I made a whole bunch of bread, froze some of it, and then I stopped and I haven't made it in probably over a month now.
0: We are the COVID era bread making people because you know that was a fad. It was like, People bake bread for all, all these times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then COVID hit and everyone was a bread maker. So we're we're a part of that COVID crew.
1: We um, are part of that crew. <laughs> this but time. I don't know. We I kind of did it with the fleetingness of any normal New Year's resolutioner and I made it and then just gave up after a week because my sourdough wasn't turning out as I had expected. And uh, you know. But I will say the no need dough, the King Arthur recipe that you're I originally tried. Uh, came out fantastic I did that one three times and that was wonderful and uh, I also experimented and did a little bit of the that brown bread that's at Cheesecake Factory I found a recipe kind of mimicking that online that was it's almost like a honey wheat it's definitely sweet it's got sugar and cocoa powder and a whole bunch of other jazz in there molasses so uh that one came out all right it wasn't my favorite I'm not really a big sweet bread person anyway I'd much rather have like pepper or olives or something in it. So, uh, you know, it wasn't really my thing, but Alex liked it and it turned out w- well, cooked well. You know, we got a couple big loaves of that and we tried our hand making three little mini baguettes of it and uh, yeah, it was fun. We got our Dutch oven and we definitely plan on using it more. So hopefully we can get some more variety into our bread life pretty soon.
0: I haven't used the Dutch oven yet, but now we're getting our nine quarts. So we'll be using it for the bread. And I've made I've made that one that you've made, but also uh, the olive bread. So good. And then we my favorite that we made that was also the biggest pain in the ass to make was the scally bread. And that was because you have to remember how to braid. And I'm not like one of those girls that's up braiding my hair. So I had to braid the scally bread and re-teach myself how to braid it. And that was a whole process, but it was so worth it because the bread came out phenomenal. And if you like sesame seeds, it's like the nuttiness and crunchiness of the sesame seeds. Ugh, scally bread is just the best.
1: Uh, tell me a little bit more about how you made that olive bread. That's something that I definitely want to try. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are interested in giving a shot. I know if our parents are listening, they got their new bread maker and they're going to probably want to try it out. So tell me how uh, you got the olives in the bread. And how does it compare to making the no knead loaf, for ex- for example?
0: It was easier than you would think. Basically, you do what you would do with your white bread, and then you would just you just fold the olives into it. So you don't put the olives in for the whole time. You put the olives in when it's ready, basically, so that you're not smushing the olives because you want them to be in chunks in the bread. You don't be like flat, squishy. You know, turn it into liquid. You want them to be nice and solid when you get them in the bread. Um, So it's a lot easier than you would imagine. I think that's the case with a lot of these flavored ones. We haven't done too many, uh, aside from like some cheddar, cheddar breads and biscuits and stuff. But um, if you like olives, I would also, we did green olives because we ran out of Kalmata, but I would do a mix, like chop up a whole bunch of olives and do a mix because I think it would be better flavor wise um but you work with what you have sometimes and uh and everything to look at the ingredients of a recipe I'm famous for that before I make it so
1: or you could follow along with our booze theme with our boozy resolutions and use the cast martini olives that would probably be pretty good in them too with the vermouth
0: only if I have a martini with it
1: What's stopping you
0: non-negotiable
1: stopping you. Go for it.
0: <laughs> Friday nightcap with a slice of bread. That sounds like my kind of Friday night. <laughs> perfect. While
1: you're getting drunk, the bread will also keep you sobered up.
0: Oh, that's what we morning. all need. That's ex- That's right. It's perfect. I mean, it's made to be. This is the new thing. We're starting the 2021 trend.
1: It'd be the worst martini bar ever we're going to start. Everyone gets <laughs> a martini and a slice of bread. It's our food.
0: <laughs> we just got one of those like mixed baskets of different breads. <laughs>
1: I, I don't even know if you do that. You just, you keep the one bread, keep it simple, make sure it's good. Oh Man. Uh, so I know I got myself a kitchen gadget. I ordered, I had a gift card. I ordered it, went, picked it up yesterday, got to try it out. And I'm really excited about it. And I'm excited to practice with it and you know, get good at, with it. So I don't ruin all of my stuff. But I wanted to get into something you want to talk about. That's our favorite kitchen gadgets and utensils. Must haves in the kitchen. Now, I'm not, we're going to exclude pots, pans, and things like that, that you need. So almost cook all of mine. Wear. That's, yeah, that's not a gadget or a utensil. That's cookware. I'm talking something that you hold in your hand, you know, whether it's something weird, that's for a very, very unique, specific purpose. Like, I know, all right, so I'll use this as an example, because I know it's not going to be your pick, and it's no one's pick, because they're the worst things in the world, but a garlic press. They don't work. You use it's them.
0: unnecessary. You just cut your garlic right. out. And when what you
1: try it? to use them, you squeeze it and your garlic just ends up all mushed <laughs> in this big mess. And then half the garlic's yeah. all pressed and stuck on the inside.
0: The unpopular opinion. But Nobody anyway, wants a garlic press.
1: I use that because I know you're not going to have it on your short list of favorite kitchen gadgets, but that is what I'm talking about when it comes to gadget. You know, something that either enhances your cooking uh, ability or reduces the time it takes to do something. Or
0: I just want you to know there's a magical garlic press on Amazon that has over 10,000 reviews and it has four and a half stars. So you might need to just get yourself a new one.
1: How many of those are fake reviews?
0: I don't know, but I still don't
1: trust them. How many reviews did you say there was? 10,000?
0: Almost 11.
1: Almost 11. Give me an exact number.
0: 10,925.
1: Okay. 10,918 of those are fake. <laughs> seven people. Bold
0: statement. Okay. Seven okay. people reviewed
1: that legitimately and they're probably all one star. Um. Anyway, I'll let you kick it off. I'm going to say let's do three each because I don't, I mean, I'm sure you could go all day, but we'll do three each. Keep it simple. Top ones, things you need, and you can do categories too. I'll say that. So it doesn't have to be, you know, if there's multiple versions of one thing, you can use the category in general. You kick it off.
0: Fine. I'm not, I'm not. Ah, this is tough. Does it, does like a, you know, like a food processor count? Because I use that a lot.
1: I would consider that a gadget. I mine,
0: guess. mine yeah. is not great. I need a new one, but... I love using the food processor to make like dips and stuff because it's so much easier than having to do it by hand and you get the perfect consistency. So you can just keep, you know, using it. You can use the pulse button, gets you where you need to be. Uh, so I'm going to say one of those because I think that they serve a lot of purposes. So if you need something to be like somewhat, it's not like a total blender, but it can help blend things, can chop things, You put the greater attachment on it. Gadgety. i'm gonna say it's gadgety that's
1: right. my first one okay i'm up next we're gonna switch off every time this one i'll say is the one that i was very excited about it's the one that i just ordered and this is going to be one that I uh, throw out the category caveat knife sharpeners i ordered a work sharp kenya ken onion edition variable speed knife sharpener and i got to use it yesterday on a couple knives and it was wonderful I'm sick of having dull knives. I'm sick of uh having those little pull-through sharpeners that, you know, they work a little bit and they'll help kind of hone your edge and stuff and you know, if you have a really nice one, it will do an okay job, but I wanted a real like nice, you know, grinder knife sharpener that I could use. I have to practice. I haven't taken it to any of my nice kitchen knives yet because I don't want to go ruining them. I have to kind of get it down using the cheap ones first, but that's uh that's my Top one that I'm gonna name knife right. sharpeners slash work sharp can onion edition variable speed.
0: I got a good one. I got a good one. We use this almost every single day because we cook a lot of meat in this place. The Weber Eye Grill thermometer. It's got two of the uh what do you call them? Little poke little pokey things, you know I'm talking about. They're called probes. The probes and um, you can put them in the oven so you can have it telling you, but it's also set up to an app. So if you're not near it, like if it's on a grill, when you're inside, you can be doing something else, getting something else ready, and then it will tell you when it's ready. So you can go outside, check on it, and it will send you app updates. So that's definitely in the gadget category. And it's not cheap. It's a hundred bucks, but it's well worth it because you got, we use that you got the
1: fancy one.
0: Yeah, it's a fancy I
1: got the cheapo one. small. I actually got like three of the cheapo small ones.
0: Well, we have those too. Because, you know, you do have to check sometimes temperature. But
1: for, for I me... I do have great. one really nice barbecue. Uh, I, I'll say that's another one that's going to be a category. Because I have a really nice one with ther- from Thermaworks that can have two separate things. And it can also do, you know, it has the internal temperature probe that you put on like the grate of the smoker, for example. So you can get your actual temperature. I'm um, getting into barbecue here. And then it has one that can actually go in the meat itself. And it doesn't have an app, the one that I have, but it does have a remote that hooks up to it. And you can, you know, get it from like up to 100 feet or 200 feet, something like that away. So, you know, I've definitely used that before, you know, when you're hanging around, just drinking beer, chilling, reading a book, whatever you want to do. Uh, you can monitor it while you're away from the smoker so definitely think electric uh, electric what am i th- uh, wireless meat thermometers is what I'm gonna say uh, those are worth it and definitely a good gadget pick Whew, this is a tough one for me the next one I don't know
0: I mean you chose three so now you have to pick three and you're only at number two and you're already having trouble uh,
1: the question isn't in- thinking of gadgets, thinking of ones that are deserving of my top spot. I can name tons of gadgets and I can name gadgets that I think are great that I don't have. Like for example, my number two, ready? I'm ready. Bagel slicer. That little
0: one. That's a good one. Nobody wants to cut a bagel with a knife.
1: No one. See, here's the thing. I do cut bagels with knives. We don't own one of those. However,
0: they're like 10 bucks. Go buy yourself one.
1: But I have really nice knives that work great and I'll have a nice knife sharpener.
0: But then you don't get an even slice on your bagel.
1: I'm going to tell you a trick that I came up with. Oh, God. We have the smaller plates. We had a plate set with the big plates, the small plates, the bowls and everything. The small plates, if you put the bagel on it and you keep the knife along the top of the plate and slice through, it will give you The perfect bagel slice guide every time.
0: Okay. I'll take your your word for it. Put your hand on top
1: of it and go ahead and slice through. All right. Boom. There you go. I don't need a bagel slicer. But that doesn't change the fact that I do think that is a very useful kitchen gadget.
0: Okay, wait. But now I have two more and I'm going to rope them into one, even though they're technically two. So get ready. Not ones that I use frequently, but that we get a lot of use out of.
1: So this is, all right, so we're just gonna wrap it up. Our number two is our honorable mentions. That's <laughs> what we're gonna call these ones.
0: <laughs> these are all great to have them. These are great to have, we have them. Paul, cause he's he hunts, you know, so we always have the fresh meat, but we grind the meat at home. So we had one of those stand food, the uh, grinders, like one of the stand ones. Then his aunt got us the KitchenAid one that attaches directly and now okay, now we're talking, you need a kitchen aid to be able to get this one. So just, if you don't have one, just ignore me. But it attaches right to the kitchen aid and it puts it right in the bowl for you. So it just like streamlines the process, makes it way easier. It's great quality. His, we were recommended it by somebody else and I don't think we'll ever go back to a stand one anymore. But also because we do like large quantities of meat at a time, the back sealer, absolutely like an essential if you're somebody who does your own even if you're making your own like dried herbs like you could use a vac sealer you can use a vac sealer just to save foods uh, and they're not expensive i think i got ours at walmart years ago and it's still kicking so
1: i haven't done yeah. this in a long time but i need to get back to doing it because it's delicious I used to make my own beef jerky. I'm sure you remember because our entire basement, and the whole house used to smell like beef jerky for 18 hours. I love hours. beef
0: jerky. You should go back to making beef jerky. I need to. You should make us some.
1: I have a vac sealer so I can vac seal it up to keep it fresh and bring you your beef jerky. You
0: know, this uh, is like one of those things you don't think of often. You're like, ah, oh, vacuum sealer. Like, would never think of it, but then I'm like, co- it's that's It's so that's handy so when you
1: have it, though. It's great. Yeah, it's great. I have definitely, definitely vac seal stuff. You know, I like doing it with like you know, you open something up that you gotta unfreeze, but then you gotta reseal or something. Or like bacon, you buy the raw bacon, only use half of it for a recipe or something. Every time, don't plan on like using the rest right away. Back seal it up and freeze it. Problem. You're not. Solved. You're
0: not getting out of your number three here. You need. Still need another one.
1: I got my number three. My number three is. Now I'll give a brand because I have, it, but I'm sure there's plenty of different ones that are perfectly serviceable here. Panini press.
0: Oh, I want one of those.
1: So we have the- Press uh,
0: every sandwich you ever make.
1: Yeah, so we have the cuisine art one and you can either use, you know, you can have it one side has the little grill grates on it. The other side's flat. I think it's reversible. You can do either way, Um, but the- Sandwiches that you can get when you use like a real panini press, uh, they end up coming out amazing. As you know, I like to make my Cubans. There's plenty of documentation there on that. Um, where I make the moho pork from. If you've never seen this movie, by the way, the Chef movie, uh, it's now on Netflix, I believe. Uh, John Favreau, great movie. Uh, that's where I kind of got the idea for the re- this recipe, Roy Choi Chef Show. Uh, they'll have you know they got the recipes and everything it's everywhere you can find it but if you use that make that i did it in the uh like a slow cooker like a crock pot you made the pork you know big pork butt the moho um and then you throw that in there and You swiss cheese pickles yellow mustard good bread throw them together ham panini press oh phenomenal you won't have a better homemade sandwich.
0: And as we're talking, and now I'm realizing all the things that I need. Wait, and wait, the wait, wait, wait,
1: hold on, hold on. Bonus panini press. You can also get changeable grates for it that turn it into a waffle press.
0: Oh, two that's a one. good deal. It's a two in one, that's right.
1: But you do have to buy the waffle press plate separately.
0: Okay, we're, we're going to round all of this up with links in the blog because I have some other ones that I'm coming up with on the fly. I'm thinking we need to add them in there. We don't have a lot of time for that, so we're gonna do a roundup of our essential kitchen gadgets. So, get ready to go shopping. I love shopping. I'll buy any of the gadgets. So have you done three yet? Yeah, I did three. What were your three? Food processor.
1: Oh, uh, the meat grinder was your third. Meat grinder. That's what it was.
0: Back sealer. <laughs> I had another one in there.
1: Uh, Weber eye grill.
0: This one's not in there, but. By Letty Espresso Maker, you gotta have one.
1: That's not really a gadget.
0: It's kitchen essential though. I live off that stuff.
1: I actually made some coffee today in that, that wasn't an espresso blend and I was really excited for it. And it didn't come out that good, I was disappointed.
0: You gotta use an espresso blend coffee. Well,
1: I was trying, I was trying, it was one of those like pre-ground store ones that are super finely ground. So I'm like, all right, this could still be good. It's that uh, Cameron's Coffee Company, the toasted southern pecan flavor. And I was like, ah, pecan espresso, that could be pretty good. Was not too kind of, I don't know. I think it's probably because it's overly processed or something when it comes through with the espresso and it's too rich, it just didn't have the same flavor. Delicious in a drip, I will say. When I do that one with the drip coffee, it works out really well, but I wouldn't consider that a gadget.
0: Fine that's it that's that ends the roundup then <laughs> roundup over i gotta go buy all the stuff now
1: do you not have most of it anyway what no, are I you missing a,
0: i need a paintingty press yeah. painting press isn't the essential
1: the only thing i will say is it's great when you need it otherwise it takes up a shitload of room yeah back corner of a cabinet i don't have space
0: for it right now so
1: we have it tucked away in like a deep dark dusty corner of a cabinet and we just have to take it out when we need it but, it deserves that
0: counter space you know
1: that takes up a lot of space <laughs> <laughs> things big it's like a little tank wrap it up there all right everybody uh we're not going to do our typical outro here i'm just going to tell you don't forget to subscribe rate and review uh follow us on whatever podcast platform you prefer check us out on social
0: look out for that or- blog
1: Go for the blog, check out our website, get on our Etsy. You can get some cool Uncorked Corner merch if uh, you're interested. I know uh, we've had friends get them so far. The Uncorked Corner beanies are a big hit. Um, coasters, anything you can imagine on there that you might want that's Uncorked Corner. So get I'm on there.
0: to getting mine because I'm slacking.
1: The beanie? I'll
0: be wearing a beanie. I'm going to wear it in the episodes.
1: Just I got a... There. I got my uh, new snowboard goggles in today so gonna rock that beanie on the mountain with my goggles be nice love that although yeah I'll have to try to find a color scheme that works well red doesn't really work well with you know green and orange I look like a Christmas tree but anyway
0: thanks for listening (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, to those who are celebrating July January good luck uh i've already failed you
1: i got my glass of water here (laughs) cheers bianca
0: cheers